Welcome to my podcast, Exploring Past Lives with Karen Joy. I am Karen Joy. For over a decade, I've been doing regressions with people who want to experience a past life and sometimes their life between lives. I'm the author of several books, including the groundbreaking book, Lost Soul, Wise Soul, How Our Challenging Past Lives Shape Our Future. In this unique podcast, I speak to people who have actually experienced one or more past lives. Some have also visited their life between lives, which is also known as the afterlife. Come with me now to learn what can happen in a past life regression, what a past life experience is like, how it unfolds, and how it impacts on our current lives. Okay, hello everybody. We're back again here with Sally. You might remember from last time we talked to Sally, um, my friend who's a psychic medium. Hi, Sally. Hey, Karen. Good to be back. Yeah, it's great to have you. And we were talking about uh, certain things last time about how you became spiritual and other things in your previous life when you were earlier, earlier in the piece and how we got to meet each other. That's right. It was about that. And now we're going to talk about your regression that you had with me. And um, yeah, do you do you remember any lead into that? What was happening at the time that we decided to do that? Yeah, I decided to have a regression with you because my 16-year relationship had just ended and I was struggling with um, coming to terms with what I could learn from, you know, from why it had ended and what had happened during it. That's really great. Yeah, I just couldn't quite remember because obviously we've had a few conversations before and after that. And so, yeah, and it was... Uh, it was pretty interesting. Do you, uh, what do you remember about the regression? Like, I know you uh, certainly got some past lives. Yeah, I think two things came through. The first one was just briefly with our relationship. Obviously, we've been friends for, you know, or known each other for 14 years and friends for, you know, over a decade. So it was just interesting that the first thing that came through was just like a little footnote was, by the way, you and I had a, have had a lot of past lives together. And, you know, they showed me one in particular where you'd been my mother um, and and I'd been your, your son and how we were both quite hard um, in, in a number of other past lives as well and how um, there'd been imbalances in a lot of the relationships we'd had in our past lives and how this life was about equalising and about supporting each other um, you know, through our various challenges and growths and, and lessons and, um, you know, the various things that we face in our life. And I feel like, you know, that's where our friendships got to. We can be very honest with each other and, and really supportive. Um, and it was, you know, really interesting that that had come through, that this was our equalising, balancing relationship life. Yeah, I do. I definitely remember that. And I thought it made sense too because we did feel connected and, uh, yeah, it's been great being able to support each other and help each other through different challenges, which we've both had, obviously, because we're on that growth path. Not everybody in the world is on a growth path, but you and I are. Yeah. And and I remember I was pretty mean and, and demanding in that life, and I've had quite a few lives like that. So I'm sorry, Sal. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's all good. But we're, but we're getting a bit of karmic balancing happening here, and uh, which is great. And so, yeah, it's it's been really worthwhile and I really appreciate you coming on the show 
to talk about your experiences too, which no is worries. wonderful. So that was the first one that we got, which was quite interesting. And uh, yeah, and then you've got some more as well. Yeah, so the second life that came through, which is probably, you know, quite profound in a lot of ways, was one where I'd been a man and I don't remember, you know, how long ago, but probably 100 years ago, but I was a man and I had, um, hopefully not to offend anyone, but a very small penis. And um, I'd also been quite wealthy as I have been in this lifetime and that basically I was single for the whole time and I used my money um, as a way to support single mothers um, and in return for sex um, and power over them and, you know, help them support their children. But there were strings attached in the form of, of sex. Um, and the interesting thing was when I was, you know, going through that, I realized that this was little Willie and um, in my life, and I don't really know why, but whenever there's been someone who's behaving in a very insecure um, way, um, not necessarily just, you know, male, but I would always just think about little Willie, go, oh, they've just got little Willie. Um, and, you know, I'd use that interchangeably but with people who are, are highly insecure. So it was really interesting. I never knew where I got that phrase from, but it was really interesting. This guy's name was Willie. Um, yeah. and, it, and it made sense, you know, that this was Little Willie. This is where that had come from because I'd never understood. And I remember, I remember because I've got some notes here that we made at the time that you, that he, that Little Willie was also fairly small and, and a bit overweight and I think bald as well. Is that right? Yeah, Little Willie was not, I was not the most attractive man in that lifetime. So God didn't hit me with the attractive, tall and, um, you know, lots of hair sticks. So, um, you know, it really made me in that lifetime quite narcissistic, um, very power hungry in terms of, you know, preying on vulnerable women, you know, supporting them financially. But there were, you know, serious strings attached in terms of my power over them and and the sex that I expected um, in return for the support. I remember. Yeah, it was quite interesting because I think on in many facets, the little Willie um, man had you know, I chose a career that was incredibly male-dominated in investment banking and I had been bullied for um, a lot of my career for being, you know, a young girl and I raised to the ranks quite quickly and, you know, a lot of the blokes I came, you know, I came from Ipswich, I, I didn't have the, you know, the privileged upbringing and so, um, you know, that made it made it even worse. So it was interesting how I wonder there's a bit of karma there in terms of, me choosing an industry where I was on the receiving end of a lot of little willies um, and not only, you know, men, but women as well. Um, You know, it was a very narcissistic industry and and I always just wanted to do a really good job and, you know, and I didn't play the political game um, that, you know, that everyone else did and didn't want to crush people in order to climb to the top. So I wonder whether there's a bit of karma there for my um, little willie days in terms of the, you know, the career that I chose. And the bullying you experienced too, so that you were sort yep. of on the receiving end of some of that. Yeah, but I earned a lot of money. So, you know, it, it well, was, you were willing it was to a trade-off. It. Yeah. yeah, I had a great career. I learned a lot. I got to see a lot of the world. And and so for me, the, the bullying was worth it. And if I didn't like the bullying, then I could leave. So Yeah, it's interesting, but it just means your soul that's strong enough to be able to cope with that, even though it, it always has a cost, obviously. But, I mean, we all have 
we all have our struggles in life. You know, we all have these challenges that come on us. Yeah. Yes. So that was um, pretty interesting that you had that. And he didn't feel comfortable. The other thing we would, that I remember it was about him not feeling particularly comfortable in his skin, did he? He didn't feel comfortable. He was, I think you said something about he was self-conscious about his looks and insecure about that. And yeah. You, and then and then in your life, in your your life, um have you you were talking about relationships. I think is that did that have something to do with little Willie, like when you looked back? I think probably the the main thing when you just mentioned how he was insecure about his looks. I think what that brought up for me too, another perhaps karmic thing was I was born with, I was born flat-chested and um, and that, that didn't uh, get any you better. Mean, you were born flat-chested and you stayed? And I stayed flat-chested, <laughs> sorry, yes. Um, yeah, I was flat-chested even, you know, and I never, just never really developed breasts. And so it was really interesting throughout uni, I worked for three years at McDonald's and I bought myself breast implants, which I got um, put in just before I turned 18. And I think it, I could feel a little bit of um, empathy for little Willie about what it's like to have a part of you that's, you know, very male or female that feels inadequate to you and how and what an impact that has. It was, I really struggled, um, you know, growing up in Queensland where it's hot, you know, where I had no breasts. And so it was, you know, I went and did something about it and I don't regret that because my personality changed overnight. The confidence it gave me to feel normal. I think you said something about you didn't feel like a woman. Is that correct? Yeah, oh, absolutely. You just felt there's something wrong with you. you, you you're flat-chested. So um, it was, uh, you know, some people would say it's um, vain, but to me it was about feeling normal. And I think that's really given me a greater appreciation for what it must be like for, you know, blokes and women that have, you know, a part of themselves that doesn't feel normal. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel the way that it should be. Um, So I have a lot more empathy for people. And, you know, the looks, as much as we say they don't matter, it's still, you know, you want to feel who you are. And It's It's not even just about looks. It's about feelings, isn't it? Yeah, it's about feeling normal. It's about feeling yeah. that you're in the body that is the right one for you. And I never felt that, so I did something about it. But um, it's probably given me a greater empathy for people that are born with, you know, parts of their looks that can't be disguised um, and how that feels to not feel at home in your own body. It also makes sense when you think about transgender people, why they're so uh, keen sometimes to make a difference and make changes, even though it's not quite the same, it's got an element of that in there not feeling like a man or not feeling like a woman when they're in a male body or a female body. You know what I mean? Like that must be very challenging. So Yeah, it, and the, it, the impact yeah. it has on your confidence and, and it also the way that you can adjust your behaviour in order to compensate for feeling inadequate or feeling insecure. A lot of the time we we compensate, you know, for those inadequacies or that awkwardness by you know, not necessarily being the best person we can be because the insecurity comes out and, and the fear comes out and the, the if you're going to judge me, well, then I'll judge you type thing. So I think sometimes we have to have a little bit more empathy for people, you know, doing things to feel more at home in their own bodies and how you know, that, that can actually make them a better person and yeah. a better person in society and more caring and more loving when, they, when they're feeling more secure and, and okay in themselves. 
Well, it's a very challenging thing, obviously, to be able to do that. But it's great that you corrected that. And little Willie, he, he, I guess he had found his power by using money, which, again, we don't want to judge that, you know, but it's it didn't, uh, what I remember, he didn't die very happy. Do you remember that? How no, he, he never resolved it. It was always about manipulation and control and power over women. And I think... It's interesting too that that my mother was very very manipulative, and I think in many ways, um, I've struggled with equating manipulation with strength. And there's probably been a part of me that shied away to a certain extent sometimes from being too strong because of a concern that it's related to manipulation. And I think, um, especially when you know when you've got a decent IQ, it's it's there's always that that borderline of using your strength and your IQ to potentially manipulate people. So I've been very aware of not doing that my whole life. Um, and little Willie um, was happy, you know, or maybe not happy, but he did manipulate and control um, well, for his it. whole life. And he never resolved that at the end. He never found peace within himself. Um, no. Never realised that it doesn't matter what size your appendage are or you know, your breasts are, um, you know, as you get older and I guess more evolved, you just realise that, um, you know, it's all about finding the strength within yourself and being okay with yourself no matter what happens and no matter who you are. It was a really good lesson. Makes perfect sense what you're saying, Sal, um, about that, about strength and uh, power and manipulation because I think a lot of people who are strong uh, have that inner strength um, sometimes don't step into their power, and I've certainly been like this. We're frightened to step into our power because we've misused it in our past lives, and so we've almost got to clear up those things some way or another, get past the guilt, and start realizing that we're not the same, and we can use our power in a it for good. We just have to be a bit careful in doing that, of course. But there comes a time when we are learned our lessons enough to step into our power. But yes, it can give me that confusion. And that's a lot of, I see that in a lot of my clients who have not stepped into their power. They're frightened of misusing it in some way because that's what's happened in the past. And yet, of course, it's all about being discriminating. So with this, what you've been through there and learning more about um, stepping into your power in a positive way, have you, in terms of relationships, because you said, I think you said something maybe last time or this time or somewhere along the line about uh, you got some realisations about previous relationships from the regression and other thoughts and thinking it through a whole lot of stuff. I think the whole purpose of the re the regression for me was to, you know, work out relationships and and I think what I learnt is that in many ways, I had chosen men who were weaker than me in the sense that maybe were not as self-aware or were less likely to speak their truth or maybe that they needed me and which was similar to little Willie in the sense that he used money to be needed. And I think what I've realized when I look back on some of my past relationships was that I had actually chosen, you know, weaker in the sense that they needed me. Um, I was you know, the one that managed our lives and things like that. And I realized that that hasn't actually stood me well in the sense of, um, you know, I've chosen these people probably because of, you know, a, 
not having love as a child and feeling that if I choose a man who's weaker or not as strong or not as outspoken or not as self-aware as me, then they will not leave me because they'll need me. And a, a lot of my relationships, I look back, you know, when I've ended them, have resulted in them, you know, wanting to, uh, or a number of them wanting to kill themselves or getting very depressed and, and all that sort of stuff. Because in many ways, I um, managed their lives so well that they felt too that they needed me. And it was interesting with the last relationship that ended was that, you know, he chose to end it um, it, in order to, to find himself. And, I think it really has hit home and, you know, the the regression helped me to hit home that it's time that I choose men who are um, equal in terms of, you know, self-aware and willing to speak their truth and willing to, you know, have difficult conversations and resolve conflict and not run away from conflict and realize that if conflict or things that happen can be resolved in a, in a rational, you know, kind, supportive way, then we don't have to keep re-experiencing these patterns that we tend to to go through in life, recreating the same thing. So I think what it sort of taught me was that this power imbalance, um, it, it backfired on me because, yeah. you know, I, I've I've attracted someone who lost themselves in me and, and had to leave me in order to refine themselves. And that there is no security in choosing someone who's weaker or or less self-aware because ultimately there just isn't that security. The security comes from having more of an equal, supportive relationship where you both want to grow and you're both willing to to look at the dark sides and you're both willing to look at your behaviour and you're willing to look at conflict as an opportunity to learn and grow and be a better communicator. And that, you know, in many ways I've followed Little Willie's path of, of um, you know, weak versus strong and and also someone that will let me be, I've always felt like I've had to dim down a little bit and not, you know, and not be as strong to a certain extent to not overpower them. And I thought it would be nice, you know, I think, you know, the regression taught me it would be nice in my next relationship where I have someone that will help me as well, that will work with me and put me in my place when I need to and not put me on a pedestal and and actually say, hey, Sal, that's actually not okay. Um, we need to sort this out rather than, um, you know, just saying sorry and, and, you know, not wanting to resolve it. So, you know, in my next relationship, I'm really looking forward to meeting someone who's my equal and will you know, help me to grow and learn as well um, and to be a better person and learn how to manage that that power balance and strength. That really does involve um, taking responsibility too, like not taking, it's all about that equality of responsibility in the sense of you were taking responsibility for a whole lot of things and keeping them in a way a little bit weaker, like, like you're attracted to that and then you were running the whole, you know, you're very competent and very uh, knowledgeable in those sorts of things, finances and everything. And so it's them, you need somebody who's willing to take responsibility too, not just for themselves that way, but also in terms of growing and developing and communicating and, and putting their truth out there. And they want someone who doesn't let me take over, who actually says thanks for the offer, but actually I can do that myself. 
It's so and funny, you know, because I think that's so true in a lot of relationships. I've seen them, seen that where they're, um, and sometimes it is women who've had difficult childhoods, like you and I both have, and we've we have sometimes chosen people who have got that, like you said, not as strong. But it's great to have somebody who, because I'm lucky, I've got someone now who is able to say, "Hey, no, that's that's not." You know that's not okay, but not in a violent way, in a non-violent way, like that non-violent communication. Utilizing those skills to be able to say it in a way that um, you can hear it, because otherwise, if people are just yelling at you or something, you can't hear it. So it has to be in a very uh, you know, skilled way. But you've got to find somebody who's willing to do that, <laughs> who's willing to learn all those things too, or already knows them. Yeah, and who already can manage their own life and not necessarily let you take over and manage it better. Um, That's right. Yeah, who will actually stand in their own power and and you're more of a team rather than, you know, as you are with your husband, it's a team effort. You know, you, you've both got skills in different areas, so you, you share the, the burden of, you know, the, the, yeah. the, you know, the responsibility sort of thing. Um, and that's really important to to have that and to have someone that doesn't let you almost ma- manage their life and every aspect of it. He says, thank you, but no, you know, I'm okay. Yeah, right. I can do this that's... myself. Because ultimately it's disempowering. I have disempowered partners by, um, you know, because I am competent and I can do things, I've disempowered them by by taking you know, it's it's helped them in terms of they've always had good money and had a great life and had everything they want and, you know, retired young. But in some ways it's been quite disempowering and I don't want to do that again. Oh, and it's interesting, but the reason you've been doing that, of course, is to stay safe. So you're obviously feeling a lot stronger now through a lot of work you've done on yourself, thinking things through and, you know, meditating perhaps. And obviously you've got connection with your higher self or inner self or whatever words you want to use to understand more deeply that you are safer now and you're stronger now and it does take that to that inner strength to be able to do that, to be able to let people, you know, share that and trust, you know, trust is part of it too, So, I think the regression was really good on many levels because I could relate to so many different, to so many different aspects of my life and say in the end, you know, little Willie died a very lonely, hard um manipulative controlling person and they're you know what I strive to do in the next half of my life is actually not follow that path actually you know resolve this and and find balance with my power and find balance in relationships and not be the the helper that manages everything and and ultimately disempowers people and not pick people who are weak like little Willie did so I can feel safe that they won't leave me because obviously, as I've discovered recently, they still leave you. Or when you let them go, they're in devastated because they, you know, they've had someone managing their life for them. So that's not working for me anymore. So the regression was really good in letting look at so many different aspects of me and my life and my past relationships and and just go, you know, I need to learn from this. I need to find the balance. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's great that you are. And uh, I think you're you're well on your way there. It's interesting because even though you're psychic and everything, you still like you can still benefit from that, and I can too because you've given me readings that have helped me as well. So I think you know we all of us are on our path just because we do regressions or readings or whatever we do in this on this journey. We're still learning ourselves. 
Yeah, it's a hard path. It's, you know, to be constantly questioning yourself and challenging yourself and, and taking difficult situations and working out what you can learn from themselves from about yourself to be a better person. It's 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 a not the easiest journey, but it's so rewarding in terms of, you know, when I do pass away, I want to be able to look back at my life and not have regrets and say that I lived the best life that I could live and the most aware life that I could live, even though it was hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and with little, little Willie, how how do you think little Willie's feeling now? Like have, has he been um, that part of you? I think is that sort of being feeling better, do you think? I think for me it's just being aware of it, the tendencies, yeah. the 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 just the lessons that I learnt from it. For me, I don't. Th- I think Little Willie will live forever in me as an example of, um, you know, what happens when you get out of balance with your own self love and your own power and your own strength and and yeah. how you define that and how you um, master that. Um, that, that. That's how it should work, isn't it? Like because you've got a, an experience and you've learned from that experience and you just you just keep that until you really fully integrate that knowledge and wisdom. You, it's just sitting there for it to remind you. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. So with the regression, I, this is one of the questions I usually ask is um, what, was, what was it like for you? I know that you've got those psychic abilities. When you get that information, what's it like? How does it come to you? Uh, for me, it's just, you know, I don't, you didn't have to hypnotise me. I think I can already go there. I think it's a higher self. It's a, um, you know, just getting peace for a quiet for a moment and dropping into your body and then just truths just come into your head it's the same when I do a mediumship reading um it it just it it just drop the information drops in and then you get all these aha moments oh aha that's why that happened oh that's interesting oh that makes sense um that feels familiar oh all right maybe that's why I attracted those situations because um you know not that I believe in karma in the sense of um, you know, you've done something bad, so you must pay. You're not into punishment. No, it's more about learning. So I've experienced what it's like to be dark, and now I want to experience what it's like to be light. I've experienced what it's like to be the perpetrator, and now you know I will have an experience of what it's like to be bullied. So I can have those different learning experiences and that balance across different lives. So when we hopefully reincarnate again, we're more balanced and we and we've learned a lot more of the lessons and hopefully um you know we'll be able to get through challenges easier and, and more quickly because we've had you know we've been on both sides of the coin exactly um, and that's exactly what it, what it i've found for that it's about is that journey of growing and uh seeing it as experience and coming to that what i call wisdom because when you've got both sides and you can see the whole story and integrate that, then you, you're developing wisdom and discrimination, discernment, whatever word you want to use, assessment and acceptance. It's a lot easier to accept people as they are when you've got a deeper understanding and you've been in those positions either side yourself. Yeah, it definitely develops empathy. You have empathy. You can relate to more people. You can look beyond the scars and why they might be behaving the way that they are and go, okay, I get it. You know, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's communicate more kindly because they're they're acting out of a wound that I understand. I've been yeah. there, I've done that, I get it. And I think ultimately it's all about trying to be a better human being. Um, yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, and the, these, you know, regressions and self-awareness and knowledge and analysing, you know, thinking about what happened and why and, and growing from it are, you know, the whole point of living. I absolutely agree. And and so um, it's pretty easy. It was very easy for you to get that information then, but it does help, I think, and I've noticed that with me, with people um, getting information, sometimes it helps to have the energy of somebody there keeping you, you know, asking the questions and helping you clear, like that's in the regression and also in the reading, you know, like it's shaping, the intentions are shaping what comes through. Yeah, absolutely. You ask very good questions. So you, you know, you, you're curious and that curiosity. And I think with your own intuition mixed in with that, you ask very good questions that lead the, the client to find the information that's, that's relevant, not to get lost in the detail and actually go, well, what do I need to learn from this? What, what Well, I think that's right. But the questions are always coming from my knowledge of the client too. Like as and your psychology background as well, I think really helps you too. Probably has helped. Yeah. So um, I was just going to say all of that, like what you were talking there, that's really the sort of things that I've tried to demonstrate in that book, Lost Soul, Wise Soul, about that journey of growth that we go through and through the dark and the light and get the balance exactly. So the other thing I was going to say, Sal, you because you're a medium and because you get um, people, your clients through word of mouth, what's the best way, if anybody's listening to this, that they would contact you? Should they contact me first? Uh, what's what's your preference? Yeah, they can send me an email if they want at sally.douglas1 at gmail.com. And so if people are listening to this, just note that if you go to my website to the podcast, where the podcasts are, where it's under blogs or podcasts on my website, uh, lifebetweenlivesregression.com.au, I'll put Sally's email with the where I mentioned you, Sal. Yeah, that, that'd be great. Yeah, I'm happy to people contact me by email for readings. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we we close? No, I'm just very grateful for the experience and grateful for um, you know, what I learned from it, it's really helped me to deal with the, the end of a, you know, of a 16-year relationship. So thank you. Oh, that's been a pleasure. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking about your experiences, because that is the reason that we do this podcast, is to help people get a deeper understanding by listening to other people of what might be relevant for them. So thanks, everybody, for listening as well. The podcast is growing, which is great. Yeah, thanks, Sally. Thanks, Karen. Bye. Bye. for tuning in today. Please feel free to access my website, lifebetweenlivesregression.com.au for much more information about past lives and life between lives. You also might want to tune in to my Twitter and my Instagram account and my Facebook page, Karen Joy Author. On my website, you will find case studies explored in depth in my blogs and in my books, and locate other useful information and resources. Thank you for listening.